Hello and welcome back to I'm Glad You Exist with me, John Leo. My guest for today is speaking to us fresh off back-to-back weekends of prize-fighting glory. This man is one of the United States' most coveted striking coaches and has been in the corner of several world champions across mixed martial arts, boxing and kickboxing. In 2003, he left his own career as a professional fighter and moved into coaching at the historic Church Street Boxing Gym in Manhattan. In 2021, he was in the corner of former UFC title challenger and number one contender Michael Chandler as he fought in easily one of the best fights of the year. This man is Jason Stroud. I met Jason when I was in New York documenting the build-up to Liam McGeary's title fight in Connecticut in 2015. I knew I'd have to have Jason on the podcast at some point and thankfully the stars aligned for him to join me for a chat last week after two hectic weekends of coaching fighters in the UFC and Bellator. This is such a great conversation regarding motivation and never assuming you'll know what happens in your life, but instead following with the twists and turns. Can't wait for you to hear this one, so without further rambling, find out now why I'm glad Jason Strout exists. Wednesdays aren't too busy. Uh, I just got training in the morning, and then the afternoon is just kind of whatever I want to do. So. Cool. Happy days. Gotta figure out what to do with myself for the next couple <laughs> hours. Just cocking about on a bike. Yeah, probably. I don't know which <laughs> one though. I got like three bikes to choose from: a skateboard. <laughs> too many not options. No, how many? How many people are there at Sanford MMA then? Like on any given day. It could be anywhere from like mid thirties to like fifty people on the mat on a given day. Jeez, and yeah. like, and they're all like top top guys. You know, it's not like, yeah, they're either in the UFC, Bellator, or other big organizations, or making their way up to the next big organization. Yeah, that's mad. No, uh, no boxer size classes going on there then. No, no, none of that. <laughs> no. Um, sound is the. Are we good to go, or do you reckon the the guys still blowing leaves? No, no, they're uh, they're going by right now. So I think. So, well, I can't hear them this end. So yeah, then, then then we're good to go. Yeah. Beautiful, Jason Strout. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm looking forward to having a chat with you. First things first, I met you five years ago, 2015. Oh wait, 2000 um, six years ago, 2015. Wow. There we go. Some quick maths. Um, my first question is, uh, between 2015 and 2021, when did you discover the Fountain of Youth and where was it? Because you've somehow aged backwards. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I, think, I think the trick was, was the beard. It kind of froze me in time. And then when I took the beard, when I took the beard away, it, uh, yeah, I'd lost a couple of years. I'm not it's sure. I just, I, I, I just feel like I can't stop. Like if I stop, it's all going to catch up to me. So I just got to keep going. <laughs> You gotta live your active lifestyle. Um, yeah. So yeah. So kind of first things first. Then. So like I said, I I met you when you were in New York, and it seemed like you know New York. You were synonymous with New York, like Church Street boxing, the history there. You know, I know you'd um, Milwaukee was was quite a prominent yeah, stomping yes. ground for you. Well, that's that's where I was born. I was born in Milwaukee. Uh, that's where I trained out of, fought out of, and then around 2003, I had my last fight. Hmm. And I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with myself. And uh, I had friends that lived in New York. So I was like, you know what? 
Uh, there was a, a gym out there. I was like, you know, let me, let me go out there and just kind of, you know, see if there's other options for me. And uh, yeah, ended up in New York in 2004 and just kind of stuck around, you know, and never, mm-hmm. never really left. Uh, started working at a gym and ended up owning, owning part of the gym. And then, you know, one thing led to another, started training fighters and, mm-hmm. you know, met Liam and met you. And that's just how everything kind of worked out. So 2003 was your last fight. How old were you then? I don't know. Let's see if I can do the math. I was probably 21, 23, 24. Okay. So I think, I think, yeah. So that's, that's obviously interesting. 23, 24 to call that your last fight. What was there? Is there someone around that or just you weren't Um, feeling it? uh, You know, I I guess I didn't mind getting hit. You know, that was my problem. I kind of, kind of liked it getting hit and then that catches up with you after a while you know you for sure so i'm like well maybe, maybe i'll take some time off kind of let things kind of settle upstairs and hmm. see where we go from there and then i started training people and that just kind of took off and then yeah i'm like well i guess i'm gonna be a trainer now and just try to be the best at that that i can be you know okay but because uh, it's always it's always a storyline whenever a professional fighter retires it's almost like okay well you're retired yeah. but you will come back yeah eventually like had that yeah has that been a difficult thing for you to go like that's oh, me done I, I mean it, it's always in you like i'm always thinking like uh you know even now like you know i was living in thailand two years ago and i was like oh, it's be so easy to take a fight here and it's like then you start sparring and messing around with people and you're like mm, i don't know is it really worth it you know like <laughs> it, it, it's fun to get clipped kind of solid and you're like mm, i don't know the, you know risk reward kind of thing it's like Mm. not in my 20s things don't bounce back as fast as they used to and it's like you know what where, where do i really want to end up you know like you know you kind of meet people that have maybe taken too much and didn't know when to stop and mm. uh you know i don't want i don't want to end up like that you know because what i find really interesting is you know not all fighters can be coaches like it doesn't matter how skilled you are at something teaching it is a completely different skill set and oh it's 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 completely different, you know. Like like it's, like you're saying, uh, there's so many people that are like top fighters, and they think they could just have somebody fight like they fought, you know. Like mm-hmm. like just because they were good, they think they're gonna be a good coach, and that's that's not. I mean, sometimes it happens, but that's not always the case. I like to think that was for me that I was kind of decent at what I did, and then I transferred over to you know being a coach, and I'm, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty good at doing that. So I mean, have what was that process for you like then, from like 2004 onwards? Did you start off with, well, I'm just going to ask people to do what I was doing and that seems to be quite successful? Or did you have like a process of going, all right, here's how I actually be a coach. Like it's, it's more interpersonal skills than maybe I'd had before. I, I, You know, I think the first big lesson I had was when I was back in Milwaukee training at uh, Duke Rufus's gym. And he's like, hey, I got a group of these amateurs, these newer fighters you want to help get them ready for their fight. And I think there was like eight or maybe nine of them. There's, you know, a, a good sized group. And that was like the, probably one of the first learning lessons I had as a, uh, you know, training people was you can't teach them all the same and you can't, well, they were so new. I was trying to show them like more technical things like that. I was able to comprehend or do because mm-hmm. I've been doing it for a while. So little things made more sense to me. And then I realized you can't get too technical. You kind of, kind of start simple. You know, and and just kind of perfect the little things and just get really good at that. Like instead of, you know, not going to be able to slip a punch and throw a counter back, you know, that they're going to just do a jab really well and a cross really well and throw a kick really well and just make them really good at that. And then the other stuff will kind of fall into place. Like 
if you don't have a good foundation, then it just kind of, you know, it's just smoke and mirrors. You're just kind of giving them, you know, leading down a path that they don't really understand. You know, it's like trying to have a conversation with someone that doesn't speak, you know, uh, Italian and you're using complete sentences where you just, you know, like think of, you just start small, you learn a new language, you start small. It's the same thing. You give them something small to work with and just get them really good at that and used to using it. And then you can kind of build off that. And then I, I kind of realized that's just how you start out with the newer guys. Then you get in with more advanced guys and they kind of know the basics or you kind of brush up on the basics. And then you kind of just read what you have in front of you. You know, you kind of go with what's already there instead of trying to reinvent the wheel or, or trying to create something that's not there. Cause it, it'll never work. You just got to kind of go with what they have, make it better. And then eventually try to add things. But you know, there's a reason people get to work, especially at the top level, like they've done something right. Mm-hmm. So you just got to keep making them do that, remind them that, but again, add little things, but don't focus on, you know, don't focus on the things that, that took them away from getting to where they got, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and even even as a coach, I mean, this is kind of just spiral out of control here with this. But you know, throughout the years of doing this, like I've 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 learned so much. Of you start focusing on you know training a fighter to fight their opponent that you kind of get away from, like I just said, of who they are. Mm. You know what I mean? Like what got them to the dance? What made them special and made it to the top or, or whatever? got them to where they got and then you kind of start focusing on the other person you forget to focus on them you know you forget to focus on what they're good at like there's a reason they got to where they got and then you know then you can battle yourself like well i guess you know the opponents have gotten better so maybe you do got to have more of a strategy and i don't know it's like it's like a non-stop constant battle of do i do this am i doing this too much and and, and as a trainer or a coach or a teacher it's like i'm always trying to learn and i'm always trying to make myself better so i can make them better if that makes any mm. sense like and, and it's not always you don't want to make it all, all about me, but I got to make myself better. And I, and I got to stay in shape too. I figure that's, you know, that's why I also keep doing what I do because I want to be able to keep up with them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be getting worn out, can't hold pads, can't train them, but I want to like, and also just show these younger guys like, Hey man, I can still do it too. Like, you know, lead from example. And, and I feel like some fighters see that and respect it, especially guys that have been around for a while. They're like, Hey, mm. if this guy's still doing it, well, maybe I should turn it up a little bit and, then I see them do it. I'm like, well, I can keep up with them. And it just kind of feeds off each other, but it's just this, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like nothing I've ever experienced, but I, like I've been in other things before, but for some reason this just keeps my interest. You know, I can't mm. pay attention too long to anything. And I don't know this has held it for years. So what I, what I like about what you're saying there is it makes me think about my first three MMA coaches were these these old school guys, like kind of yeah. right at the cusp of the beginning of <clears throat> MMA being a thing. They were sport jujitsu guys. So yep, like yep. stand up and then clash together straight on the ground. And yep. Then you had like a few seconds to try and get a submission or something. But yeah. they, they were considerably older than me when I started training. And one guy in particular would always just hand my ass to me when we were standing mm-hmm. up sparring and I'm much taller than him. I'm younger than him. I'm, you know, should be more physically fit. And he just, it just made me realize that if you stick with this for life and if you're sensible yes. about what you do with your body, you, you can keep up and you can destroy these younger guys as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with jujitsu. Right. I mean, mm. that's such, that's such a beautiful sport. Like, like boxing. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to get in there and, and I've seen older guys get in there, but you know, after a while it just catches up with you. But like, mm jujitsu you can slow somebody down and, and and bring them to where you know the speed that you want to go and just you know there's something something to be said about that 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 
where you can, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful art, you know, mm. and the other arts are great, but like, you know, you can't do Muay Thai forever. Your body just, I mean, yeah. you can, but your body just starts falling apart, boxing your body, just how many punches in the head can you take? You know, it's, mm. it, it catches up with you. Like jujitsu. Okay. I can tap. I can start over. I've, I've learned my lesson. I can keep going. I'm not taking that damage of getting constantly pounded on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess there's, you know, you've been in this industry and this lifestyle for so long i'm sure you've like i know that you've experienced the highs of highs with with the people you oh. train like liam as, as an example but yeah. that that has to be such a small percentage like was is there a it, point now like maybe early on it's kind of like yeah let's let's do this with any fighter that comes in i'll work with you let's get it going but maybe now that you're a bit older you've seen this you kind of go you know what guy you don't want to be doing this you're not you know, this isn't the right path for you. You're just going to get hurt. He, he, well, I, I, I'm lucky enough to be in a position now where I work over at Sanford MMA and only the people that are at the top come into that gym. It's not like we're, there's a couple guys that like are starting out, but there's so many people in there. It's like, you're either going to survive or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but to go back to what you were talking about, you know, so I left church street in like 2019, was it? to go work in uh, Bangkok. I was doing commentating for absolute Muay Thai, you know, commentating Muay Thai fights. And that was a part of my career as a, as a coach trainer or whatever, where it was like, people were kind of moving away. You know, Liam kind of went away. Jared uh, Gordon, who I was trained at the time, he moved to a different gym and I had a couple boxers and stuff, but it was like an opportunity where I was like, well, let's see if I could do something different, you know, instead of just keep going and, and, and rebuilding, you know, cause like, I mean, at one point I had a lot of tough guys and you're kind of at the top and then it's like, you know, there's always this, with this lifestyle, it's a crazy roller coaster of highs or highs and the lows are like, Oh man, do I just sit in the car in the garage with the, with the car on and, you know, <laughs> fuck it all. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's almost yeah. what you feel like sometimes, you know, and, and the fighters go through it too. And I, I, I mentioned this a lot, this ultimate high. And then it's like, now what it's over. You know, so like that was a point in my life where I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a try. And and, and uh, my wife, uh, <laughs> Eliana, was like, you should go do it. You know, you should you should go. And, and, and she kind of helped push me to it. And so I'm like, all right, I'll go. Went to Bangkok, tried it out for a couple of weeks. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Came back to the States, got my stuff, told the gym, said, hey, I'm going to take off for a while. And went there and kind of just did something completely different. Um, I still worked out, went to a gym, but it wasn't like I went to a gym and People were relying on me to train them. Like someone was holding pads for me. Mm. I got to go be me again and kind of, and then eventually I started training people at that gym, like guys with fights coming up and they would be like, oh, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. And, you know, I, I, I liked doing it. I liked helping people. I liked coaching people, but it wasn't like the pressure was on me to, you know, have somebody fight for a title or, or, you know, just small shows. So it was kind of still, it was fun. It mm. kind of got that, that spark going again, you know, kind of built a little bit of the fire. Like, Hey, I, I kind of do like this. And I was around the fights and I was, watching them commentating analyzing them and and the amount of fights you see in a given week in thailand you pick up a lot and, and you learn a lot and, and i also learned like when i would you know a particular fighter was fighting this you know night I, I would do some research on him and then he'd get the ring and do something completely different like and it was just amazing to watch them be able to adjust with that amount of experience they were able to adjust and then i was able to you know, kind of look at it and, and try to figure out why they were adjusting. It just was, it was like, it was a huge learning lesson. And then, you know, the world kind of took a little uh, mm. left turn with the whole COVID thing. And I was like, all right, so how long can I stay in Bangkok? You know, I was kind of sticking around. My wife went to another country and I was like, well, maybe I'll wait till the airport's open. Maybe this will be two weeks. We kind of thought it'd be mm. three weeks. And then it was yeah, like, yeah. 
I guess I'm coming back to the States and she's going to stay there and we'll figure that part out. But yeah. <laughs> I got back to the States and I was like, you know, I went back, lived with my mom and I was like, New York was a mess. So I really didn't want to go back there. So I was, I was back in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. And I was like, I'll just, you know, eventually I went to New York to go get some stuff and drove my van out there. And I was like, I don't know, like, do I want to do this again? Do I want to mm. teach fighters? Do I want to get involved in this, this gym business again? Do I want to, you know, because there are those highs, there are those lows, there's these people that come and they go and it's like, I don't know, like, don't want to do this anymore. Do I want to just, you know, go hang drywall, lay brick and just kind of live a, you know, it's easy to like to maybe live a simple life. I mean, not that that's simple, but compared to what I was doing, traveling and this and that, and, you know, get to live a life that most people dream of. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can give that up. You know, as much as it takes a lot out of you, you're like, some days you're like, man, I just want to just go away and not deal with these guys, you know, like not deal with that stress anymore of making mm -hmm. sure you train somebody properly for a, for a fight because they're kind of like, they're putting their life and your hands. Some that's what it feels like, you know, like they're going out there to fight and who knows if they come out and if they come out the same. So there's a lot of pressure. Mm. And if you do that week after week after week, it, it takes a toll on you, you know, it's, it gets to be exhausting. And then so I was going back and forth and uh, the guy, Mark, who owns church street now bought it for me. You know, he met it with me. Uh, my sister lives in Long Island. So I went to go visit her and he lived out there and he's like, Hey, you want to meet up for lunch? And somehow he talked me back into kind of teaching some classes. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll teach some classes outside. I did it and I was like, oh, you know, that spark started to mm -hmm. flicker a little more. And I was like, you know, I do like this and I do like to see people learn. And I do know a lot about this sport. So it's, what's the point of keeping it to myself if I can't give it out? It's like the same with my boxing collection. I have all these videos I've been collecting for years. It's like, why am I holding on to them? I'm just going to mm. die with them in my attic, put them on <laughs> YouTube and let the world, you know, let the world see, like share my knowledge. Like what's otherwise, what's the point of having all of it and learning and studying if you can't share it and give it to somebody else so they could interpret it and you know it's like art like someone paints it and they see it and maybe they get inspired and they paint something different and next thing you know you got something beautiful and it's like well if that one person would have never done anything they would have never created the next step you know it's just mm -hmm. right i mean that doesn't it make sense like if i didn't study the fighters or the trainers and teachers that i studied i wouldn't have got to where i got or if i didn't learn from them i couldn't have you know got to where I got and then maybe somebody learns from me and then it just, it ends and dies and then that's it. Right. So, mm. you know, I started teaching those classes and it was like, all right, this is, this is what I really like doing. I, I love this. And then I was like, all right, maybe I'll go back to New York and, and, and maybe get involved in the gym again or train fighters. And, and then uh, I was back, I went back for the holidays. So it was about this time, like this time last year, it was like Thanksgiving. I remember I was, I was staying with some friends who were kind enough to let me stay at their house for way too long. And, uh, <laughs> You know, with the COVID, they were like, hey, you go to the city a lot. We want to see our family. I was like, oh, no, it's cool. I'll, I'll stay, you know, back and, you know, whatever you guys, you know, do your stuff. And I'll, I got a place I live in my van. It was nice. It was all right. I'd park in Tribeca, lower Manhattan, and just sleep in the van, you know, go wander the streets at night and do what I got to do. But, <laughs> you know, so it was like this time last year, I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. Am I just going to keep doing this and just kind of be a, you know, a gypsy and travel around and train some people here and there? And so I was like, you know, I'll go back to my mom's house for the holidays and, then Jared Gordon hit me up and he was like, Hey, why don't you come down to Florida and help me get ready for a fight? And then Henry Hooft called me up. He's like, Hey, you know, would you like to come? You know, we need a lot of help. There's a lot of people at this gym. Um, you know, we knew each other from, you know, just you cross paths in the fight world. So we knew each other. And he's like, You don't want to come see if you're, you're a fit down here. I'm like, All right, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I, I was always supposed to go to Florida and something always happened where I never got to go. I was in a band. We were supposed to play there and never went. And I was supposed to go take fighters. And it's just like, Everybody in America goes to Florida, right? That's the spot to go. And I've never been there. So I'm like, 
there's got to be something wrong with this. There's got to be some curse. So I'm like, all right, do I really want to drive down to this place? So I'm like, all right, you know, I, I don't have really a lot going on. Let's go see. Let's go see what this is about. So I packed up my van in Milwaukee, drove, took three days to get to Florida. You know, I'd stop along the way, check out all the little cities, you know, like boy, make, make a trip out of it, you know, like, why not? Brought my BMX bike. I'd ride through the town, hop off shit, drink espresso, get back in the van, drive a couple hours, sleep in the van. You know, it's, it's, it's fun, adventurous, you know, like just, <laughs> just do shit you, that people talk about, you know? So I get down here, started training Jared and, you know, I'm at this fabulous gym. I walk in, I'm just like, oh man, there's just something about it. It was like being part of a family that you never knew you had, you know, you kind of walk in and everybody was just like, Hey, you know, it was like, I've always been there. There was no like weirdness or like, you know, sometimes you walk into a gym and people eyeballing you or maybe that's just hanging out boxing gyms too much, you know, but you know, there's always that, like, you know, who, who's this guy? Like, what is he made of? Is he, you know, especially as a trainer, you see so many guys come in that don't know shit. You know, they, they pretend they know shit. And they're holding pads, fancy. And it's like, uh, what do you really know? You know, there's so many clowns out there. And so, like, I didn't get that vibe. Like, they were thinking that about me. And I was like, all right, this is good. And I started working with Jared and held pads for the other fighters. And I was like, man, that fire is getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, that passion's coming back. Like, I, I love this shit. You know, like, whatever I got to do, I'm going to find a way to stay around here. You know, like, so... I got to live in my van at the beach. Shit, why not? I'll do it, you know, like just so I can come and be part of this again and just work with these top guys. And there was like every top guy around, like, like you could think of. I'm like, people are asking me, hey, do you, you want to hold pads for me? And like, Henry's such a great guy. And just to have another coach, uh, you know, let you come into his world and, and kind of do what you want. But, and there's no weirdness, you know, and, and, and that Kami Barzini and Greg Jones and Nick Lenz. And it's like all the trainers down there, everybody's and out. The fighters down there, everybody's just, they want to learn. It's a nice yeah. environment. You know, you don't get a lot of environments. Sometimes it gets clicky and people here and there, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm looking forward to going to work every day. And, and now I get to live in Florida. Like I never gave me before. Now I've been here since January and it's November. You know, it's like <laughs> I wake up every day. I'm like, all right, what should I do? Watch the sunrise or take my time, drink my espresso and then figure out which vehicle to drive to the gym, whether it be a motorcycle, a van, a now I own a Mercedes. It's like, I don't know, how do I get to the gym today? It's like, that's like the biggest problem instead of like going down and waiting for the path train or the subway and being like, mm. oh man, these people are miserable. Like, I don't want to be around this shit. And, you know, it's, and I, you know, every day I go to, I get my Cuban coffee, sit at the beach before I go back to the gym. It's like, how blessed am I? Like, how great is this? Like, I don't know, for some reason, I must, an amount of bad shit I've done in my life, I must have done a couple good things to be able to be, <laughs> you know, gifted with this kind of lifestyle that I live, you know, but. But yeah, I came down here and, and, and shit's great. You know, I got iguanas that run around my front yard. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 like some days I'm like, I don't know, is this real? Like, you know, you you don't want to think like it's going to end soon or, mm. you know, there's got to be something. But I don't know. I'm just enjoying it. You just, just take it day by day, you know, because you don't know. You don't know. One, one thing that always stood out to me. So my first proper time in New York was yeah. uh, both times I'd been there was because I was going to see Liam and by yeah. proxy him training and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his commute when he was living in New Jersey <sighs> to getting into the it was just like just sounds horrible. But he really made yeah. a, a salient point about how by dealing with the like monotony and tedium of this several hour trip there and back it made him realize like if i want to get more than this i need to train harder than anyone else yep. you know yep. and so i wonder if for yourself you think the years of almost like cutting your teeth in the new york scene has now made you fully appreciate florida where someone already in florida or nearby might yeah. not appreciate it and just be like oh what's yeah. this gym got wherever you're like 
this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, you get. I feel like there's still like everybody that walks in that place is like, like, holy shit, this place is amazing. Mm. You know, even people that are like are from this area, and it seems like nobody's from Florida. Everybody's from. I feel like I'm in New York. Like everybody, everybody's got a New York accent down here. It's like people drive like assholes. It's like, all right, still in New York. It's just hot, you know. And there's six <laughs> lanes of traffic versus two, you know. And there's no subway, but yeah. but I feel like I feel like maybe that at this gym, like people really do appreciate. It. Like there's nobody that's taking it for granted. Like we got mm. people from all over the world. Like you know, some days I'll be sitting in the cage, you know, finish holding pads, and I'll look out and guys will be kicking the you know the soccer or football around. And it's like, okay, a guy from Japan's kicking it to a guy from Russia, a guy from, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, England's playing with a guy from Spain and Portugal. It's like, there's people from all over the world. It's mm. it's 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 the coolest thing ever, you know. Like guys from Myanmar and guys from travel in from. We just had somebody from Sweden that left yesterday. It's like uh, Australia. Like it, they're from all over, and, and and I think they've all been through like what you said, where it's like they've all kind of probably came from a place where. You know, you had to ride two hours to get to a gym or then take a train or a bus to go do jujitsu. And it's like, now it's all under one roof. And it's like, how great is this? You know, so everybody there really appreciates it, you know, and that mm. that kind of builds a good culture and just kind of sets a good tone for, for a great learning environment. You know, it's like everybody's feeding off of each other. Like, I remember when I first started, uh, you know, back in Milwaukee, we had a lot of really good kickboxers and it kind of feels the same where everybody was pushing each other and everybody was learning. Like, everybody wants to get better and if you don't you just don't stick around you know like the guys that maybe are a little selfish i haven't even seen that there is nobody that's like selfish or like think like it's this is all about me because everybody in there is good at what mm. they do whether it's be wrestling or kickboxing or or whatever they're all good and they all help each other grow and like even after you know, the training sessions they'll, they'll help each other yeah i don't know it's just a really cool environment i just it's amazing that's sick um I I wonder do you do you pay attention to like what is going on in the kind of the gym scene in MMA and I'll kind of paraphrase that by saying it's interesting that Sanford MMA is now becoming very there's more eyes on it now especially because there's some notable f fighters who are fighting in the UFC in Bellator and that and they're getting yeah. that that push but I think back to like when I started watching MMA it was basically like season 12 of the Ultimate Fighter and that was GSP and cost check yeah. and at that time it was that there was this big push of jackson um winkle john yeah their yep, gym yep. was like that's the premier gym in all of mma and what's yeah. interesting is that has now it's kind of lost favor in a lot of ways like it's really it's changed and even um you know referencing duke rufus like when the when anthony pettis was champion couldn't get enough talking about duke rufus and i remember watching um the glory last man standing contest where Duke uh, Duke was a um, a commentator and be like this yeah. is amazing, but he had so much like yeah. press on him, and then it just it goes and it goes to someone else and like right yeah. now it feels like Sanford's on the rise, and then it could be a couple years like no one's talking about. Of it. course, yeah, that, I mean that's just how it is, but it's also that's just how the how the how the this game is, you know. And then you just mm. think of you know where you probably know more, kind of remember more, but like name the last three heavyweight champions in let's say UFC or like they come and go so fast, mm. you know, like think of, think of like the Ronda Rousey era, like, wow. Like she was like, everybody talked about her. She was on the cover of ring magazine. And now it's like, you don't even hear about her. It's, it's, you know, and it's just, that's just yeah. how it is. And, and I think it happens, you know, like you said, with the, with the gyms and things like that, but that's just, that's just how this game is. It's just, you're at the top and then it's over. You know, it's like, 
you go up, you go down, and someone's next. And 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 with MMA, the sport evolves so much, right? I mean, mm. maybe at one time, whatever this gym was doing worked, and now the next one works, and then maybe ours works, but it can move on. And and, mm. and I realize that's how it is. So like, I'm just enjoying this moment, you know. Yeah. Like that's that's probably one of the biggest things I could take away from living in Asia was just enjoying the moment, mm. you know, seeing people not have really anything you know like you go to the, the myanmar you go to cambodia and it's like wow it's beautiful and these people are they smile at you and they're like will feed you but they don't have anything they're like maybe they live in a shack by the river and it's like oh man i'm trying to figure out how to get a new iphone you know like mm. uh, maybe i'm upset that i don't have and it's like you see this and it's like i don't know you just the more i've traveled and maybe the older i get the more i kind of like appreciate little things. So that's why I'm just enjoying this moment. Like, hmm. you know, how great is it? I get to sit ringside watching Michael Chandler, one of the greatest fights I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, like, like I could probably enjoy it now if I watch it again, but you know, just to be part of it, that, that to be like, Oh, it's stressful. But like, <laughs> but I got to be like walking into MSG with him and, and like seeing all those people again, mm. like being in a crowd again, like, I don't know. There's not, there's nothing like that. I'll, you know, that those are moments. I, I mean, hopefully I, Maybe I should stop sparring. I'll remember these later on in life. But, <laughs> but, but those are moments that, like, you know, even like the first time uh, when I went to Jacksonville, that first, like, first crowd again, where I was like, "Wow, you know, like, I miss this, and I appreciate it more." You know, like, like you just appreciate, you know, it's appreciate the moment. You know, like you got to, oh, and, and like you said, this is hot right now. We're doing good, and maybe it's because everybody's coming here, or whatever it may be, whatever the the right formula is. I'm just enjoying how it, how it is right now. Hmm. Well, I guess it just speaks to the idea like change has to happen, like nothing can remain consistent for very long. And, no, no. You know, COVID, I really do think it made people appreciate, you know, you look at the UFC's kind of model, the idea of having no fans at any point would have been obscene. But the idea yeah. of going, well, we can't having no fights is way worse. And then you kind yeah. of go, actually, I appreciate these smaller shows. And then I really appreciate the bigger shows. And it's yep. like that model's completely changed in because it had to change, you know, and I guess it's the same with, um, with gyms, you know, you'll have success, you'll be doing what you're doing, but then at a point it'll be like, right, we've got to mix it up again because everyone's got to stay kind of fresh and be appreciative of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. If just sure. if, if you guys as trainers just became like, oh, it's my nine to five is what it, it is, is what it is. It's like, well, that's not what is making it successful right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, I don't know. It's fun. So let's talk about, UFC two six eight. So, that, would would that be fair to say that's the biggest event you've been in the corner at thus far? Um, I, yeah, why not? We could say that. I've been at okay. some big shows. <laughs> um, you know, I've been at like MGM where, where Brock Lesnar's fought. Hmm. But now I was part of. I was part. Of, I was in the corner for like a, a main exactly. event fight. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's let's just say yes. Yeah. Why okay. Not? <laughs> so Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje, and I. <laughs> I I wonder if there was a part of you that went, I'll I'll do as much training as I can, but this fight is realistically going to go one way, and there's not going to be too much that I can influence. I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of, you kind of see it did go that way, and you know, I guess, I guess the the main thing that I'm always concerned with is just safety of mm. the fighter, especially the one I'm cornering. Like, I don't want to go see them get take damage that they can't recover from. So that's always my yeah. number one concern. And I knew this was going to be, you know, a, a tough fight because, you know, mm-hmm. Gaethje's a, Gaethje's a piece, man. That guy brings it, you know, like I've been a huge fan since he was back in the world series of fighting, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like that kid, 
he fights, man. He he brings it. He's not he, he comes out there and you you know what you're getting when you watch Justin Gaethje fights and and, and Michael Chandler is the same way. You know, he he's bringing it. He's getting it. Like I remember watching him in Bellator forever and he's bringing it. He's he's in your face like there's no other way this fight could have went. Mm. You know, like maybe he could have made it more technical and boxing from the outside that would have been great and you know, like score some jabs and some takedowns. Yeah, yeah. And, get out of there nice and easy you know, and get the win but no he, he he made it fun he made it to the point where sometimes i'm like looking at the monitor because i'm like i don't want to see what's going to happen next you know like as a fan i would have loved it but in the corner i'm like oh just oh yeah yeah it's, it's intense but uh because because no, th- sorry yeah yeah no like yeah it's just went like like it, just the way of this game and that's how that fight summed it all up the up mm. the down like oh and then he's picking him up slamming him on his head tornado kicking i'm like man <laughs> you are something else and and just spending the amount of time with mike mm. like he, he's a great person like you know we, we'd spar at the gym and i you know kind of start to you know get to know him and then spending the week before the fight you really get to know who somebody is and it's like just watching him interact with with fans was like man this guy's a genuine great mm. dude like he, he's he doesn't come off like i don't know like he, he's got this confidence about him but it's also like it's real it's not this fake front i'm an asshole like he's he's genuine like he knows who he is and he's yeah i don't know he, he's a fucking great dude man <laughs> i think i think he really did endear himself to a lot of people from this last fight because what i think is funny is he's almost so stereotypically sweet american that you're like surely that's not real and actually like you're saying like, the more you spend time with him and you go see him like yeah god this guy's just a nice guy he <laughs> really is you know like he would take time and like someone would be like hey can i get an autograph or a picture and he'd be like yeah and then and kind of and then here and uh <laughs> oh, what happened there uh but yeah he was just real real genuine and like he'd take time to like ask about their day and who they are and and yeah we're just we're just a great dude you know but yeah like, what a fighter i like, guess i mean yeah. you can't I ask guess. for more did you see what he did out there like <laughs> yeah. man he was entertaining oh mate and well so you had you had two fighters did you have did you have more than two so Michael... we, had, we had three that night we had uh three. ian gary and phil hawes also fought in the show that oh night. okay yeah so it was it was ian gary i was going to ask you about because yes ufc debut a lot of a lot of attention on him maybe because mike has been around the sport for so long like i think you like what you're saying you're kind of going in there just to kind of like smooth out the edges a little bit you know he knows what yep. he's doing but yep. you're there to, to think ian gary yeah. much more of a moldable prospect like is what's yeah, that sure. like you know fight week for you what, um, what's the kind of like difference between the way you've got to kind of coach the both of them i, I mean i mean yeah ian's he's coming up he's a he's a a very confident and again that's that's a real confidence he's not like just trying to sell himself like that's just who he is too you know like mm. he knows he's in the, what a, he knows what he's going to go out there and do and what, he, what he's trying to achieve and he went out there and did it and, and he's fun to work with you know like he's he's another great dude like you know sometimes you can kind of maybe think oh maybe this guy's an asshole he's full of himself but i like him like he's great and in the gym he's like he's talented like yeah the more i got to see him train and the more i got to see him apply his skills i'm like man this kid's good mm. and if we can just you know kind of fine-tune and adjust a couple things like he's gonna be really good but that was the gym you know like like we want to see how he would handle the fight and like you can't get more of a test like all those pressures on you your fight at msg your ufc yeah. debut like i mean he had all these all this pressure and he dealt with it he yeah. got hit with a couple shots guy tried to give him a take like 
he had everything come at him he needed to have, and he dealt with it and got the guy out of there in I mean, spectacular fashion and, and, and had a good interview and everything went smooth, you know. But I'm looking forward to him coming back and yeah, working definitely. with him. And yeah, I mean, it, it speaks to how stacked that card was that he had like a promotional, like BT Sports over here was doing like a few videos on him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. in the build up, like the, the podcasts and the shows that I listen to, like barely a mention, you know, and actually yeah. that was one of the more intriguing stories. Um, there's a guy, there's a guy I work with who we talk about the UFC, like water cooler chats kind of thing. Yeah. And he was talking to me, he was like, Ian Gary just like, oh, it just seems like a bit of a knob. And I was like, look, the kid, he's like 20 something, like young 20 something six yeah. foot something attractive and he's having his uh-huh. ufc debut at madison i'd be a knobhead you know oh yeah 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 <laughs> but it wasn't but it wasn't it's not like i know what you're saying but it's, it's not over the top like mm. you know i've had some guys where it's like oh all right all right you know pump the brakes quiet but he does it well like he <laughs> he, he does it we're like yeah i believe it i like this yeah. like like and also just the fact that he was able to like see little things you know like We'd be training and he would, you know, hey, if I throw this, I know he's going to do that. I'm like, oh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed of your your fight knowledge and and, and, mm. and your ability to, to kind of read what people do so you can set them up for things. I'm like, that's impressive. You don't, you don't see that a lot, especially at the early stages of, of, of fighters' careers where they're able to, like, break down their opponent or set them up for things down the road. You know, like, if mm. I throw this, this moves there and I can throw that. I'm like, oh, I'm impressed, man. Like maybe you don't need me <laughs> you know, i mean you know what i mean like it just, it's yeah, just yeah. nice and refreshing to be able to instead of just like all right bang the pads get you in shape like all right he sees things that maybe other fighters don't see or maybe he just knows how to hmm. explain it better i don't know but yeah i'm looking forward to working with them. i mean they're all great like you can ask me about any guy at the gym and i can tell you how fun it is to work <laughs> with them and great you know like because they're all they're all unique and they're all special and they're all good at what they do and they're all and I don't know. It's like you, especially when you're with them the week of a fight, you just really get that bond that mm. there's, you can't explain. It's like, it's lifelong, you know, like guys I haven't talked to in years, like that I've worked with, I can like call them up and it's like, ah, oh, you know, you get that special, you know, like Liam, like I saw him not too long ago. He was in Florida and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, mm. you know, you just want to like give him a big hug and it's like, oh, it's like, a, <laughs> and it's like a, like a family member or, or like a son, like you haven't seen in a while. And it's like, oh, it just feels so special to see them. And every time you go to the, a fight with these, with these fighters, you, you build that bond with somebody mm. new, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Well, and I think that's something that is almost exclusively reserved for athletes. Like, You'd say for most people, if you said to them, all right, what was like the biggest, most important day of your life? And, you know, the, the cliche one is like the day you got married and like yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. That's, that's a huge thing, right? Yes, but of course. To be able to be like, oh, I was <laughs> fighting for a title at, you know, MGM or, or wherever. Like I was fighting to be the best on the planet at something. And you are just this like kind of passenger along for the ride. Like you get yeah. to experience that. But what yeah. I think's interesting, what you were kind of saying before, like, there's so many emotions going on with that. And for that person, they're experiencing it like that's that's more than they've ever experienced before. But for you, it might be like, well, look, you you were there for Liam's title fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you were working with Mike prior to the... Um, no, no. No. So, but just other title fights. And yeah. they'll be like, fuck, this is the biggest thing for me. And you're like, yeah, not the biggest thing for me because I've done it before. You know, I've but, been but, here. But, but, 
but every fight is like that. You know, like I try to pretend like it's not, it's like another day at the job, but it's like, <laughs> even these guys are like, you know, fighting on the undercard or maybe it's their first fight. Like it's still very important to me. And it's like, it's so important. Even if they're like their first fight ever, like it's yeah. so important to them. Like think of your first time doing anything like that. Like that's the most important to you thing mm. to you right then. And it is to me too, you know, like I got to be calm. And act like maybe it's not so that they don't feed off it. Because if I'm like, shit, this is big. They're going to be like, oh, this is big. Like, everybody's <laughs> panicking. And it's like, then it just gets out of control. But, you know, someone's got to be in there and be like, all right, we're doing 120 down I-95, flying by cars. And I'm cool as, you know, cool as a cat. It's all right, you know. Deep, but inside, you're like, oh, shit, I could die at any minute, you know. But you got to keep that You got to keep that cool. And you got to keep, and you got to be able to separate yourself from those emotions that you've, you've, that emotional ties that you've created between you two during the training process, the, the mm. bond that you've made, you got to kind of like, all right, I got to do my job. They got to do their job. And then when the fight's over, you know, go hide in the bathroom and cry or whatever you got to do to let those emotions out. But you, you, out gotta, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like you, you got to be telling like everything's a okay. Cause they're looking at you to be like, everything's cool. And you got to be like, nah, everything's cool. You know, like yeah. they come back to the corner and you're panicky. They can see it all over your face. And it's like, Oh shit, you got to come out there. And, and that, that's tough to like, be able to be like, all right, this is just another day, you know, like, mm. But then, but then come like the day or two after the fight, like I'm, I'm exhausted. And you talk to uh, a lot of other trainers and they're feeling the same way. They're just like, I'm worn out. I'm, I'm spent. This is it. Like, and I got to go back and do it again. <laughs> go back to the gym on Monday and get somebody else ready for the next show, you know, and just keep doing it over and over and over. And the fighters get to take off for a week or two and go through their ups and downs and weird stress and depression mm -hmm. and then come back to the gym, whatever, 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my, one of my favorite interviews ever was Donald Cerrone talking about the emotions prior to fighting and it was oh, yeah. it was so shared around because it was just him as Mr. Fight absolutely anyone anytime anywhere being like yeah. I'm terrified prior to fighting I hate it yeah. I, I say to myself why am I doing this is there a way for me to get out of it Darren Till as well very vocal about being saying like why am I doing this this is stupid and I just wonder like there's no way you haven't had these conversations with people who are like Oh, oh shit, man! Always. What am I doing? I think I think they all think that, but it's that you know you you do it for that reason. Mm. You know you got through it. You got through it. Oh shit, I did it! I did that! I got through it! Oh shit! And now the next one, I want the next one. You know, it's like mm. you, you can't get that 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 you know that first whatever whatever your choice may be that gave you that first rush, and you want it back, and you want to kind of find that next thing that that replaces it. You know, whether it be. I mean, God, there's all sorts of things you could do that make you feel that good. But to be able to, to go in there and like plan for some something, mm. get ready for it. Oh, shit, it's here. It's here. Oh, I got an hour left. I, I'm walking into the cage. I'm walking into the ring. I'm, it's happening. I'm in here. Oh, shit, it's happening. I'm getting hit. This And it's over. Mm. Holy shit, I did it. It's over. And it's like, fuck, now what? Yeah. I did all this planning and all this and that for that one moment. That one moment, however long it may be. And then it's over. You know, like a couple of days after it may, you know, stick around and you get that feeling and people are calling you up. And then it's just like, nobody gives a shit. Then it's the week after and you're like, oh, fuck. Now what? What mm. Did I really earn that? Did I really deserve that? And you're kind of at a weird low. And then you got something, you know, down the road. You're like, oh, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Oh, shit. Why am I doing this? Mm. Why am I doing this? You know, it's like that. all those feelings are back again. That that uncomfortable, that the fear, the excitement, the everybody's paying attention to you. If it's a big show, like every, all the eyes are on me and you're like, I love this feeling, but there's a price you pay for it. You know, it's, it's, 
it's like nothing. There's not many things that make you feel that way. Mm. You know, like the, 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 the ups, the downs, the, especially if you win and if you lose, Oh fuck. Right. I mean, mm. all this work for what? And then you start second guessing yourself and then you're like, maybe I should do it again. Maybe I shouldn't do it. I've seen so many. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's it's a crazy life, you know, and not many people experience it or or take that that chance to experience that those well, feelings, you know. And I'm um, going back to to Mike. What what's nice is you know he kind of said this is a situation where I've lost the fight, but it's it's a win win. Like that was amazing. <sighs> I enjoyed it, you know. And he, it genuinely seems like you know his stock's gone up as much as if he'd won in some ways. Um, oh yeah, definitely right. But there's, you know, there's having a fight like that where it's just like, well, that was amazing. Um, but then the other side of it being like a, a McGregor-Aldo um, situation. And, you know, as someone who knows what the other side of that fighting world is, like when it's not you that's the one who's getting the hand raised. Yeah. To, the, more, the, the, more, the more I think about it, the more it kind of upsets me to think like, how much has that loss for Jose Aldo being something that he must be like 13 seconds is all I got after months of this guy hounding me and just be yeah. like, that must've been so difficult. Like just personally yeah. how he's alive right now is quite frankly inspiring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I mean, but you do it to people and it gets done to you. It's just, it's mm. just part of it. Right. I mean, it's just part of it. You know, and like you go to run a race, you twist your ankle, you don't even get the race. Like yeah. how many times does that happen to somebody? You know, you're planning for this marathon and all of a sudden something happens five minutes in or you're going to the Olympics and you hurt yourself or it's happened to so many people. You know, it's just if you're willing to take that that chance, that risk, if you're willing to put yourself out there, there's always going to be some sort of setback. You know, like, you know, five minutes from now, it's not guaranteed. So we don't know what the hell is going to happen. Well, and I I was having a chat with someone the other day about this of basically saying like you've got to let go of the things that you know you can't control because otherwise you just say that. Well, yeah, but (laughs) you know, you're otherwise you're only going to set yourself up for disappointment. um, No, of course, of course. And um, to oh, what was I about to say? (laughs) (laughs) I was just going back to the conversation in my head with this person, being like, don't mention their name, you know, (laughs) don't bring them up. but yeah, so this idea that almost like if people go, my entire life is on the line for this fight, like it's the most important thing in the world to me. Like, you know, when people say like, oh, I'm willing to die in the ring and it's like, you know, I get the platitude of it. And I know that some fighters truly believe that. But when, you know, you've been in the sport for so long and you've obviously you train on the technical side of stand up fighting, but over time, have you had to kind of like, analyze the mentality of certain fighters to kind of go look mate you know we can still train for this being the most important thing in the world but just recognize life goes on after even if you win there's a gonna be a point like you say you will want more than this and you might not be able to get it and it's just have more to life than just this because if it's just this i guarantee the well will run dry eventually yeah 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 i mean you try to plant that seed i guess in the newer fighters heads but, you know, when you're young, you don't listen to anything and you only see, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a fighter. This is what I'm going to do. And I thought the same thing until, you know, things don't work out that way. And it's like, well, now what, you know, and, but you can kind of see that as, as the fighters get along with their career, you know, get, get longer in their career, kind of near mm-hmm. the, the end, or they've done it for a while where they start discovering 
other avenues of ways to generate income and maybe this whatever they've done to get, get to where they've got the fighting kind of helped build their confidence to be able to maybe try other things and do other things and have that confidence to succeed in things other than fighting and i think that's probably one of the best things you can get out of this is be able to do something else i mean like i mean just shit like from a personal experience you know flying for the first time you know i, I never flew until i went to a fight like i just never thought i'd get on a plane that makes sense to me but hmm. you're know, on there and it's shaking and and i just remember like oh, fuck this isn't so bad like i've been in the ring with guys that are trying to rip my head off and it, i've fought and i've overcome that fear so it kind of you know i've said it so many times like you're leveling up in a video game like oh i've got these new things and i've got past this this you know the final boss or whatever like I've gotten past this this fear and I've I've broke through to the next level of what I can tolerate and what I feel like could shut me down. You know what I mean? So if these fighters get to that point where they're getting past this, getting past this, and then maybe something else in their life they were kind of not sure about it. They didn't want to kind of go after that. They're like, well, now I have the confidence to do it. And it's not so scary compared to the other things I've done in my life. You know, like maybe I want to pursue real estate or, or go back to school or you know, maybe try something that they maybe wouldn't have tried before, but now they have this confidence from doing what they've done. At, even at the gym, like the hard training and just knowing you could push yourself further than most other people can. And there's also that competition level where it's like, maybe I will go for that job or maybe I will do this because shit, I, I'm better than everybody on the gym. And that day, like I could be better than somebody else at mm -hmm. something. You know, you just, you just see those people, especially the people at the top, like, they'll succeed no matter what they'll, they'll figure out some, not all, not all of them do, but the ones that do, they do well. And I think it has to do with just being uncomfortable and putting yourself mm. in situations where you've made it through that. Like, well, shit, I can make it through anything. You know, like I think of that sometimes like, shit, this ain't as bad as some of the shit I've been in before, you know, whether it be at the gym or, you know, being younger and doing stupid shit. Like, all right, I'm not doing that. This is way better than that. So I don't know. Oh, that made me sense. Yeah, no, it um, and it's just got me thinking. Uh, the 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 kind of the through line for all professional fighters seems to be I'm trying to be the best in the world at this. Like, yes. if I'm yeah. starting, yeah. I want to get the title. I want to be whoever is the current champion, etc. Have you ever worked with someone who was just like, I'm good at this. I'm going to do it for five years, see what happens, and then I'm fucking off to do something else. Yeah, I've heard some people talk about that. Like they kind of have a plan of when they want to get out. And I think mm. that's great. You know, like come in, experience it, get the most out of it, and then get out. That's that's great. It's always nice to have an end game or, or, or a game plan. I mean, I have no idea what that's like. I just kind of live for the moment. It would be kind of, I guess, nice to have that. But I don't know. But fuck planning, right? Then shit goes bad. <laughs> but, but, but I see what you're saying. Like, I respect those people. Like they're going to come in, do what they got to do and then get out. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that either. You know, like this isn't things you could, you can't do this forever. You know, like some people try and it just doesn't end well, but I'd rather hear that. that they have like, oh, I'm going to come do this for this amount of time and mm. I'm going to do it the best that I can and put all my energy in it for this time period and then move on to the next thing. I think that's great. You know, like, mm. this shit ain't easy. No, it's well, and this is it, you know, and it kind of, goes back to to almost what i was saying before about how you know you're saying on on a busy day potentially even 60 fighters on the mat yeah right yeah and you go no matter just by the law of statistics and probability 
six hundred percent of you aren't becoming champions. It's just no. that's not how it works, and that's not to discredit anyone in there. But like I say, even people who try their absolute best does it means that you're going to get the best out of yourself. You'll be yep. as good as you could ever be. Yep. But that doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to win. No. So it must be no. something like, is it weird to kind of go into work and just go, I'm working <laughs> with these people and I I know some people are only going to get so far. I, no. I, I mean, if I looked at it like that, then I'd just stay home and just mm. maybe work with chosen few. But what the, that's, that's, I guess it's not what it's about, is it? I mean, I don't know if that's, I feel like that's not my journey, my my quest, my thing that that makes me you know do this is like i mean even if you're just a client sometimes like to see you get better at something anything to better yourself like isn't that that's awesome like all right you know nine to fivers are coming in just to work out and it's like they put everything they got into what they're doing with me at that time and they leave that gym or whatever that session better like oh, that makes me feel great you know but if they don't try no matter where you are who you are like eh, then that's i don't waste my time with that like mm. And that's just in life. Like, why waste time with people that don't want to give at least 50 or 80% like of what they, you know, like whatever it is, they got to, you know, like, I don't know. It's the same thing with the gym. Like, yeah, there might be guys that maybe never make it to the top or maybe never win a fight. But if I can make them better today, that's great. You know, like make them see something that they didn't see before. Like, oh, oh I figured this out or just leaving in a better, you know, like leaving, feeling better. Like, I guess in the beginning of my career, I kind of felt like that hard nosed kind of trainer, like he's got to push it hard and, you know, don't quit. But then after time, it's like, you can't do that. It doesn't work for everybody. And Mm. some people react different and some people shut down, but I don't know. Like, I wish I could go back then and be like, Hey, do it like this. You know, Hey Jason, try this method instead of that method, you know? And, And it takes years to figure that out, to get to where I am now to be like, just thinking how to talk to fighters differently, like instead of, and they know like they're not doing it right. You know, don't have to remind them it's not right, but pounding in their head that you're never going to get it and whatever, but just find a different way to have them look at it or figure out what works for them. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I got a whole, it's just like, like within the last couple of years, I feel like I got a whole new outlook on this game, like how to talk and approach people and, I don't know if it had to do with COVID and just kind of being in an apartment for too long mm. with myself and just dealing with me, you know, and trying to figure out who the fuck you are. You know, like I think a lot of people had to face that and it's like, all right, I come out just being like, all right, whatever, you know, like I don't want to have shit piss me off anymore. I don't want to cause stress in somebody else's life I'm training them or whatever. It's like, let's just enjoy this ride man like mm. we don't know what we don't know which track is going to go on next you know what i mean like yeah let's just enjoy today like the people you're around and 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 the people i'm training and if i can have let them have a good day or you know ask them how they could do it better whatever just you know just try to make shit good mm. <laughs> right i mean you know what i mean like well i guess it's as well to your point about moving to thailand and then moving to, down to florida I guess it's yeah, like yeah. for the entire time that you're in New York, I guess it just becomes a thing of like, I live in New York. That's what I do. And then almost like, you know, you can live anywhere. And you're like, oh, yeah, shit. There, I mean, there, there is some, like, like, so I was there last week, you know, for the, for the, for the UFC yeah. fight. And like, and I haven't been there probably since January. Like, I've gone back to Jersey to ride dirt bikes, but I didn't really go to the city. So I was back in the city for like a full week. And like the beginning of the week, like, I miss this. Like, I miss the energy. I miss the people. Mm. I, I, this, there's something about New York you can get 
anything, anywhere, great food, great espresso, anything, you know? But then by the end of the week, you're like, what's, what am I turning into? Like I yelled at the guy in the ticket booth because I went to try to put money on my Metro card. The guy was like, hey, go use the machine. It's like, well, why the hell are you like, turn yeah. back into like what I was like, why are you here? Why are you doing like his anger for doing what he didn't want to do rubbed mm -hmm. off on me and I got mad at him. And I was like, man, I had to wait in line. The train wasn't coming. I was like, Whoa, it just is only a week. And it came back. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just living at the beach. Maybe it's just living in this environment where you're kind of like, <laughs> it's warm. It's like tropical and whatever, man, you know, like, like shit's easy. Like when you're around all those people and in that intensity, that stress like gets to you, you know? And, and mm. that's how it felt like in New York, you know, like, You'd be at the gym and it's like you get an hour with these fighters and they got to run somewhere else. So you got to try to hustle to make thousands of dollars to pay your rent or whatever, whatever it's got to mm. be. It's like, it's just nonstop like that. It, the energy is great. I love it. Miss it. But it's intense, you know, mm. and it, being there a week, it kind of felt like it hmm, got me back to that. <laughs> I just wanted to like, you know, smash people's heads in all the time. Yeah. Rather than now I'm like, eh, I'm going to go hang out at the beach, drink espresso and then go to the gym, watch these, you know, talented people, you know, get better at what they do. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I so know. when I when I went over to to visit Liam and, and yeah, document yeah. the fight, I yeah. I had come from Falmouth, which is the south of the UK, this lovely little quaint fishing yeah. town, you know, right on the <laughs> coast. And then I'm in New York, like, what the hell is this? I was just yeah. so overwhelmed with what was going on. And I'd, I'd said this to Liam when I had him on the podcast, but I remember him chatting to me and be like you need to sort this out because you're you are too slow for new york right now <laughs> like people are getting pissed off you're taking too long to get your stuff out yeah yeah yeah. To get through. yeah and yeah. i was just like i'm just trying to do my best <laughs> and but it's just like over time you're like, yeah oh, it's just but it's it's that thing isn't it like pressure builds uh pressure makes yep. diamonds you know and i get it yep. you know if you're there you're, yeah you can't just be lackadaisical with it you've got to be like i'm on it i'm hustling you know i i, I get it I was just like, that is not where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my thing and I'm coasting about, you know, yeah. like I'm good for, good for a couple of weeks, but then yeah. I'll leave you alone in New York. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. And then like, yeah. you really appreciate both sides of it, you know, like to be able to live there and then live elsewhere and, and see different ways of life and different speeds. And just, I don't know, it just makes it more of a well-rounded person. Like if you never experienced that, you wouldn't mm. appreciate what you have. You know, like, I want to take my time. I want to be able to pull up my wallet, say hi, talk to somebody. Like, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't appreciate those things if you wouldn't have been rushed. Like, if yes. that wasn't, you know, in your head, like, what the hell's wrong with these people? Like, I do know what I like. But if you never mm -hmm. experienced that, it would, it would just be, all right, this is, this is how it is. But I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And it's, it's right, the journey of life. Like, take a little bit from everything and, 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 mm. and taste everything and, just create who you are by experiencing many different things, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's variety, the spice of life, yeah. isn't it? You know, so it's exactly, like say, yeah. It's, it's having Not that all good. first. Well, yeah, you know, and I think for the comparison for people from Jersey, like we we often do like day trips to to London, and it's like yeah. this big intensive shock, and yeah. you go like three days was enough for me to experience London, get some energy from it, but I can't persist with that unless I'm going to go and do something completely different. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep. Because, you know, at the end of Liam's fight, like kind of going back to what you're saying about just that crash you get after yeah. after the build-up, the build like I'd said to people, like, look, obviously I think Liam's going to win. I'm excited for the <laughs> after party. I'm excited for just getting absolutely hammered in New York City and with all yeah, these yeah. people. And as soon as we got back from Connecticut, I was like, Liam, I'm going. <laughs> like, 
I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Called my cousin. She was like, what, you want to come over tonight? I was like, yeah, I've booked a flight. Is that okay? And it was just like, see you later. Didn't even go and meet people for like drinks now to celebrate. It was just like, I'm done. Need to get this just... The, the emotions out like you say like if i can yes, sit in the shower and cry yeah <laughs> it's 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 there's not especially that fight i mean all the background that went into it you know mm. it's like geez like and sometimes that these guys win and i can't look at them like all right it's cool all right we'll deal with this in a minute <laughs> you know like, let's, let's let everything kind of settle and then uh yeah well then we can hug and talk and whatever and so we're not all crying in front of the camera <laughs> yeah 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 well i mean you know, like I was saying before, you know, you've you've experienced those those highest of highs, but the, it ha- has to be like it comes back, right? Like almost like if you're going to, if I'm going to compare this to photography for me, and for some yeah. reason I can I can parallel anything with fighting to professional <laughs> photography, um, but the way I would see it is like you as a coach would be like being a photographer at a wedding, right? It's the most important day of someone's life. You're there. You've got to you've got to be on your game. You've got to be. When they're stressed, you're not stressed, etc. But if you do yeah. it long enough, it becomes routine, and you kind yep. of start. Like I found, I started to lose the the butterflies, which was the thing that made me nervous, which made me good at it. So now yep. I only shoot weddings for people that I know because I, it terrifies me, and yeah. I experience the highs of it again. But when I'm shooting weddings for people who were just like, "Oh, I want to hire you," I just see I just see money for it, and I go, yeah, I, don't, yeah. "I don't want that. I don't like it." Pass yeah, that on yeah. to someone else. Um, and yes, just, you know, when you get to experience, like, here's this guy from the UK, he's kind of insane anyway. (laughs) And, you know, he's had this crazy track record in his fights and he's just won. He's the first major British light ever. Yeah. yeah. First British champion ever. And you get to go, I don't care how many fights I've been. This is one of, one of a kind right now. Oh yeah. You get to just experience it. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's nothing like that, you know, like. And that's just one of many things that, that I get to experience. And they're all like special in their own way. They're all unique. They're all something that hopefully I remember the rest of my life. <laughs> is, is, there, is there a fight that sticks out to you as being like one that is just more special or more significant uh, than others as like, I'm so glad I was there for that one, regardless I mean, of what capacity you were in? I mean... I, not really. I mean, maybe earlier in my career, uh, was, uh, Chris Romulo, this Muay Thai fighter, um, just because I was with him since the beginning, just to see him win a, a Muay Thai title against a, another very, very good fighter. And just we were just really in sync that night. And that's probably one of the ones that stick out in my head. Like I would call for something, he'd do it and just stuck to the game plan. And it was just such a beautiful fight. And I don't know, like, yeah, maybe that. But they're all... Mm they're all special though. they're all like you know like from you know somebody winning their first amateur fight after struggling for so long and be able to just pull off a victory and just seeing the smile on their face you know and or even someone sparring for the first time like i remember teaching a beginner boxing class and at the end we'd have people spar and i would get in there and spar with the class and sometimes guys get out of hand and i have to take care of them but <laughs> there was one girl who was like terrified to do it she's like oh my god she had the headgear on the gloves and she was like crying and she didn't want to do it she didn't want to get in there and she's like once that reality hit that she had to get in there and like maybe hit somebody it was just hmm. she was like paralyzed but i talked her into it got in there and she loved it you know she's trying to rip my head off like five you know <laughs> ten, 10 seconds later but yeah. but to see her go from those emotions of like 
that that fear went shut her down to being like, oh wow, I, like if she would have never experienced that, she could have been stuck. You know, like that's how I look at it. Like she maybe would have been stuck and maybe not tried something else down the road because she didn't do that. And that goes mm. back to what I was talking about before. But that moment right there where she overcame her fear so fast and realized, oh wow, this is maybe something that I enjoy, or this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. You know, you build this thing up in your head that something's gonna be so horrible that oh, it wasn't bad. And, oh, maybe it was all right. And, you know, maybe hopefully from, I, I, I don't know if she ever signed up for the gym or whatever happened to her. And this is such a long time ago, but that sticks out in my head. One of those mm. moments of, of being around this business. And it's like, she was in a professional fighter. She was just doing it for fitness and yeah. got in there somewhere so scary and terrifying and overcame it. And hopefully down the road, she's like, man, I did that. I could do anything, you know, like just seeing things like that. You know, people win titles, people lose titles, people lose fights and, and, and they learn a lot from it or they win fights and learn a lot from it. But I don't know, like I could probably think and, and tell stories all day about about special moments, but I mean, they're all special. Like last weekend, you know, Steve Maury wins his, uh, you know, he's 10 and 0 now or 11 and 0 maybe Bellator, like just keep plowing through guys. Uh, Linton Vassell, he had a tough, tough fight, got a, you know, split decision victory and just gave it everything he had. Like he was exhausted after the fight, but just to see that he did it, he pushed, he, he found another gear to go to, you know, and maybe doubted himself during the fight. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to do this and pull himself through. And I don't know, I guess that's, I guess that's why I do it. Hmm. I, I, I think it might be, I've been going through this, this kind of Renaissance of looking at old connections I've made yeah. via the internet and just being like it's just amazing that I have these connections anyway and I love the fact that you know in asking you that question before you've brought out the story of the girl doing this boxing class because yeah. I truly believe she would probably <laughs> never even thought much of it like the idea that it mattered to anyone else like that was just yeah, her yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and to be yeah. like you've got all these fights and that was the thing that you put, <laughs> yeah. picked out like I yeah. love that so much I think that's just beautiful. But, but, but that, I mean, that's just simple. Like, I mean, they're all like that. Like they mm. all, every one of these situations I've ever been in revolves around that same kind of thing. But that one sticks out the most because it was such a, just seeing her like, I don't want to do this. Like to doing it. Like everybody goes through it. They don't mm. show it. Like most of them are like, I don't want to show that I'm scared to do this, but they do it and they get through it. And you know, everybody's feeling the same way. Mm. Like, oh, do I really want to, jump off this diving board and they jump in like, Oh shit, I want to go to the next one. Then the next one, you know, it's like, she went off that, she just jumped off the ledge and she's like, Oh, like it wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm having fun in the pool, you know, like, <laughs> but that's like, that's like the, you know, like if you, the, the very basic of it. And probably, I, I don't know why that one sticks out the most. It just, hmm. it, it just does like just to see someone so terrified and unsure of themselves and then overcome that instantly. And, hmm. and, you know, like with the fighters, you see it over a long period of time where they maybe they had a loss. They come back to the gym and they're kind of doubting themselves. Like, do I have it? And then watch them build up slowly mm -hmm. to when they got the next fight. And like, holy shit, you're a completely different person. To see that confidence come back, to see that 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 I got it again. Like, and and hopefully I had some sort of part in making you feel that way. That you know, maybe that's just ego talking, but like to feel like I can give somebody that kind of confidence to be like, you're gonna do amazing in this fight. You know, like. Mm -hmm. I feel like half my job is just being a therapist, you know, like understanding well, somebody and, and reading them and, and, and not saying trick them, but, but get them to believe in themselves more than, hmm. than you believe in them, you know? 
because I was going to ask it for it's honestly one of the things I like most about MMA and just combat sports in general like away from the fights themselves it's the characters who who create these these interesting little communities and more than any it's it's the the symbiotic coach fighter relationship and how yeah. it does become like you know surrogate father yeah, or you it know does. whatever and you know you're also I think what's nice is a lot more fighters now are talking about seeing like sports psychologists and you know I'd be lying if I said it's not a career I'd looked into pursuing myself <laughs> because I love the idea of it but yeah. just you know it's such it's such a, a macho thing like even in in the female areas of the sport it's still macho females you know that's how it's presented and that's typically like oh men who don't talk about their feelings but like I say and going back to what you're talking about in the hours or you know even just the days prior to a fight I bet these incredibly stoic strong men become pretty pretty childish like pretty like oh, I'm scared, mate. What am I doing? <laughs> you know? And it's just like, you get to experience that. I think experiencing people at their vulnerabilities is one of the most yep. beautiful things that anyone can ever give to you. The confidence they go, I'm going to trust you with my my shit. And you're yeah. like, okay, cool. It's yeah. fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's intense. Yeah. But yeah, that's really what it is. And, 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 and that's probably why that, the, the girl that was going to spar sticks out the most because that's, like I said, it's just a simplified version of all of that mm. because that's really what goes, you know, they have to, that's most of the time what goes on. You're just, you know, seeing people at their, yeah, their most vulnerable moments and their ups, their downs and their, their doubts. And you get to learn everything about, you really get to learn who they are and then mm. see them for what or who they are when they get in there, because you can't, you know, Teddy Atlas says it all the time. You can't hide who you are when you're in that cage or that mm -hmm. ring. Like it comes out and you know what you're going to get when they get in there by the time they get in there. Cause you've been with them for so long. You kind of from doing it for so long. You can kind of understand what you're getting and just from knowing yourself and you know what, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> and I, I, I always come back to just being like, it's, it's amazing. And because it is, there's, you know, now that I sit here and I'm doing this and I'm working here, it's like, I'm glad I didn't walk away from it. And I don't think I ever could. Might've just been, you know, like a moment in my head where I'm like, oh, don't want to deal with this mm. again. But I, I do like, I do enjoy this. I do enjoy traveling and being on the road and waking up in different hotels and different situations and just the adventures you get to be on because of this, you know, it's the people you meet, like, get to meet you know you and like we wouldn't be talking otherwise and mm -hmm. like just just you know like I, I go to this coffee shop because jared brings me to this coffee shop and there's this guy that shows up there in a scooter like every day this older guy and i get to hear stories about his life so i'm like well <laughs> if i wouldn't have done what i do i would maybe would have never met this guy and, and, mm. and get to listen to what he had to, you know go through in his life and his experiences and you know maybe he just needed someone to talk to and i could, i get to be that guy and just learn about him or i get to talk to him and how everything kind of just branches off but you know i could have just stayed in just one little area and maybe had you know security of a job and you know knowing what's going to happen tomorrow but i'm like you know what i that's not me i like to hmm. like to get on this ship with a hole in it and I'll see if i can make it across the sea you know like like you know let's oh, see what happens yeah. it sinks i guess i'll float and figure out what happens next you know and <laughs> that's just kind of how i've been living my life for now it's like but if i wouldn't have like to get hit in the face who knows where you know like mm. if i didn't like fighting 
and hitting people and getting hit, like, who knows where I would have ended up, you know? Like, well, it's yeah, ironic, just, isn't it? Like, like you're saying, if you hadn't taken enough damage, you wouldn't have stopped when you did to lead you on the path yeah. now. Like, if you'd I, been I know, it's, more evasive, who knows what would have happened, you know? Yeah, so I, mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Who knows? I could have been the one, whatever. <laughs> That's always in my head. Like, I could have been, I could beat that guy, you know? Like, yeah. But, but then I wouldn't have had these experiences and I probably wouldn't have had these same relationships with the people I've had relationships with. So I guess I just got to be grateful for what I have. Like, you know, the selfish part of me was like, fuck man, I was, you know, I was good. I could have been great. I could have been, but you know, waking up a little dizzy. It's like, do I really want to keep going with that? And who knows where that ends up? And, then I keep thinking, well, maybe I'll stop. And then I keep sparring like an idiot. And then some days I'm like, maybe I should stop sparring. And you get zapped a couple of times like, oh, maybe that was the final one. And then a couple of days go by and you're like, oh, maybe I should get back in there. And maybe I shouldn't spar with that guy. I'd be like, well, then if I'm turning him down, I'm a bitch. And they're like, what are you? <laughs> like the things that go through, like it's it's still in me. Like I'll be at fights and I'll be like, oh man, I could have kicked that dude's ass. You know, like, and then you go back and spar the next day by some dude and get hit. You're like, I don't know, I couldn't have kicked his ass. You know, it's like, it definitely, I definitely get, get put in check real quick, but yeah. it, it's always in me. And, and it, maybe that's what I like about training is, is I can still kind of be involved with it and still get that feeling and maybe see the people I'm working with get that same kind of reaction and feeling out of them. Like, hmm. you know, like, I don't know, I don't know, just watching them like, oh, like they throw a good punch and I make, I feel like I can kind of correct it where it feels good. You can see him like, Oh yeah, that is good. You know? And mm. you can see that confidence level just like, Ooh, like oh, wait till I hit somebody with that, you know? And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just... I, it <clears throat> reminds me of when Liam was saying like warming up prior to a fight, um, he was hitting pads with you and saying like, it sounded like shotgun blasts going off and yeah. just being like, you know, you, I think that's one of the things like, I I love holding pads for people and I'm getting more into like the coaching of fighting, like nothing, nothing as like being in a corner for someone, but just like, just doing like training on a Monday kind of stuff, like nice and light, yep, yep, yep. people even just starting and it's like, right, here's how you throw a jab, you know, let's do some stuff here. And it is just satisfying to be part of that kind of relationship, right? Where you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm making this, you know, especially yeah, with someone yeah. like Liam, where you're like, cool, I'm scaring people right now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it really is. And just to help them get better, you know, help them pull out things they didn't know they had in them, you know, and mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's nothing, there's nothing like that. There's like even well, today holding pads this morning for like, you know, Michael, Michael Johnson was in there and just working with him and uh, uh, Tyrone Spong, like just holding pads for these guys and just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's great. Well, I just want to jump because something just jumped back into my memory and it's like you you and Liam had this really fun relationship that I remember yeah, yeah. like witnessing throughout the fight week and then like <laughs> the build up and everything like that. But I remember like the week prior to leaving for Connecticut, it was almost like you twisted it and changed it like, I'm not going to be your mate this week. This week, I'm going to push you so hard and you're going to need it because... Yeah it was just like skipping for like 30 minutes or, or however long it was. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like, Oh, I think this is the longest I've ever skipped. And he said, you should be yeah. ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're like talking to him afterwards. He was like, yeah, I, I didn't need a, a mate when I was doing that. I needed someone to yeah. be 
I needed to be knackered, you know? Yep, 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 yep. And and, and you got to know when to turn it on and turn it off, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you got to know when to be their friend, but also push them, you know? And, and not, like, in a way where you're, like, trying to throw your authority around, but you also have a job. I, I you know, I also have a job that I have to do to get them ready to make sure that they're not going to get hurt and make sure that they're successful. But, you know, the end result is I just don't want them getting hurt. And if they're not in shape or they're not prepared correctly, then that could happen. And I don't, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I don't want to live with that. I want to know that I did my job to the best that I could do to get them ready for whatever they got to go do, whatever the outcome may be. You always wanted to win, but I want to be able to walk home, you know, mm-hmm. take a couple, you know, whatever lumps, but I still want to like be able to function the next mm-hmm. day or whatever the rest of their life. That's most important thing. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a fine line, isn't there? Almost, you know, a few, a few cuts and scars, a bit of blood. And you're like, yeah, I'm feel, I feel pretty manly right now. You know, that in- yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. feeling, but if you if you end up like a Rory McDonald situation, you're like, oh, that's not yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want them so you know taking too much damage. Mm. Have you have you ever had to throw in the towel for a fighter? Oh, I've done, yeah, yeah, I've done it in the past a couple of times. Yeah, where I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't need to see them take any more punishment, and they can hate me or never talk to me again. That, that doesn't bother me. Like, okay, at least they'll re- at least they'll remember that they can hate me and talk to me, you know, later down the road instead of mm. like. Trying to recognize who the hell I am, you know. Like, at least you know why you hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like, I'll, I'll stop a fight. I, I'm not, you know, too proud or oh, let me go into my shield. Like, uh, mm. not on my dime. Like, because there's quite know, a lot of conversation about that this year, particularly, or maybe it was last year. But fighters who were just like, let me, let me go out before I, I'm stopped. And it's always an interesting thing because the fighters kind of speaks for themselves. They're like, this is what I want. It's almost like, look people around you will want what's best for you and in that moment you're not in a position to to make the best judgment like you wouldn't say like no you know when your mate's really drunk and he said oh, i'm gonna take this girl home and like don't do it you don't want to do that yeah. like i'm pretty sure i want to <laughs> do this right now <laughs> so like you know is there do you always have like a thing in your head of going right if this happens if this box gets checked i'm considering throwing the towel in, or is I, I mean, it, it's very much fight by fight yeah, you just kind of read the situation. Especially if they come back to the corner and you ask them a question, they're kind of not coherent. Give them a couple of shots. And they're like, all right, Doc, or whatever. Like, yeah, come yeah. take a look at this guy. Like, you know, like I said, safety's the number one concern. It should be, you know, like, mm. all right, you went out there like a warrior, but you could be able to enjoy that, you know, like. Well, and it's to your point, you know, like, yeah, right now, everyone's like just the the frenzy of enjoying a, a difficult fight like that. And they're loving it. And you think, oh, I just want to go out there. But it's like, look, mate, next week, no one's going to give a shit. You, no you're going to feel yeah. it, you know. So yeah. is it worth yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to stop the fight. If I feel like it's getting out of hand or there's no way they can come back and they're just taking mm-hmm. damage, then yeah, stop it. I think it should happen more. Like, you know, like, why not? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's refreshing you to you hear, only get, I think. <laughs> you know, you only you only get you only, you can your legs can be banged. You only get one brain once that shit goes. Mm. Like it's it's not good. It's not pretty. Right. So I don't want to have that. I'm on you know on my conscience that I was hesitant to stop something because somebody was taking too much damage. You know. Yeah, and it is rough because you know, like I I started watching MMA at a relatively um short amount of time ago for how long combat sports have existed obviously um, yeah yeah 
but fighters that I started watching and I was like, these guys are amazing, have got to the point now where it's like, oh shit, did you stick around a bit too long, starting to slur the words, making some unwise yeah. decision, even criminal yeah. behavior and stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, if I keep watching this, am I just supporting this happening to more people? Like not yeah, everyone no. gets to be GSP and be crystal clear leaving it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it, this is a combat sport and a lot of special individuals are involved in this. You know, you got to kind of be a special person to be able to want to get there and do this, you know? So, well, yeah, that's sometimes, it. It's... Sometimes, you, sometimes you can't stop someone from being who they are. You know, I just, I just want to be able to, whatever situation I'm in, I want to make sure that mm. it goes the way it should. If they go elsewhere and do whatever they got to do. That's, that's on them. But, well, you know, I think someone's had too much. I think it's time to, time to take away, you know, take people walk away. Is that a conversation you've had to have many times? Not, not too not, many not times. Ready, no, or... not not too many times. Or maybe maybe in the beginning, like guys that weren't ready, you know, maybe let's wait a little longer. Let's let's see if this is really what you want to do or if you just like the idea of doing it, you know. Um, I've had to tell a fighter that he couldn't fight anymore. He was suspended indefinitely. Hmm. And he still calls me today, like telling me he's training. So I'm like, maybe that's a good reason that they stopped you because you just hmm. don't get it, you know tough kid i was trying to get him a payday um and he couldn't get a suspension lifted i even got him mri got a neurologist got all these things i was supposed to do but it still went lifted i'm like all right there must be a reason and then the more i know i'm like mm, okay he just doesn't get it so maybe there is something underlying that i don't know and i don't want that on my conscience but you know he's like i want to fight this is what i know but i'm like well mm. I, I can't I mean, try to find another way to do it but i can't help you anymore you know and that's sad but it's tough, isn't it? Especially when you get fighters like like an Ian Gary, where he's just so like clever and switched on. You think you could be doing anything, but you've chosen to do fighting, and you know, yeah, yeah fucks too. Yeah. But then you do get people where it's just like, this was my only route to anything, like to even any kind of financial stability, and it's yeah. just like you're not going to be world champion yeah. at this, and you're just taking more damage. It's getting you've got yeah. to reskill at something. Yeah, and, oh, it's, I. Because all you're yeah. talking about, what's what's really fascinating to me is our jobs have so many crossovers. Like I, I, I'm trained as a coach and a mentor, and what you do is my job, but with fighters. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. personal development where you go, look, I can't control what you do, but if you're willing to put some trust in me, I will help you along with yeah. what you want. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point, you've got to be like hands off with it and just go like if you're going to make some terrible yep. decisions i've got to let you i can't control you yeah no hmm. yeah i mean that's just the nature of the beast right that's just how it goes and you you not that i'm trying to save anybody but you can't save certain people from themselves you know you just gotta hopefully steer them in the right direction and not let them fall off the path too many times and just hmm. hopefully they find their way out to something that they can you know do with the rest of their life or whatever it may be you know but yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, certain people are just wired differently and you can't do anything with that. You just got to let them be them, you know, like. And I, and I bet when you started fighting, you, you couldn't have envisioned this was where you would end up, you know, no, tournament, no. MSG kind of thing. And I think that's the no. point, like any experience is a gateway to another experience. Oh, exactly. And it's just, like I say, when people just pigeonhole themselves, going like, I'm going to start fighting and I have one destination nothing else and i think great great determination but 
I mean, you're fucked if it goes wrong, you know? Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the old put all the eggs in one basket kind of yeah. thing, right? But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, life it's is crazy sport. <laughs> life, life is crazy, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, the sport is just a small piece of what life is like. And it's, I guess it's a, the, like, fighting is the quickest way to kind of take a look at everything at once, you mm. know? Like, shows you everything in, in in its true form without you really wanting to know it or not. You know, like if mm. you're scared of something, it comes out. Like this shit brings it out of you. Like sparring and trying to find a way out. Like maybe you're trying to find a way out of everything in life. Like face it, deal with it, get over it. You know, like mm. I don't know. Life and fighting go hand in hand. Mm. You know, I, uh, pretty similar. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Fucking life is nuts, man. Like yeah. this journey is, is like, <laughs> like, just thinking of where I started, where I'm at, other people I know where they started, where they're at, and just even in the last three or four years, like how weird my life has hmm. become. Like just the shit. Like I don't know. Yeah, just you gotta enjoy it, man. You're like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, just take this ride for what it is, because yeah, I don't know. Just it's a fucking crazy ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's an excellent point to end on. Um, I appreciate the time so much because it's yeah. been such an interesting conversation. I knew I knew it was going to be anyway, but you know, it's <laughs> well, I just, hope it was. Well, it's just you know, like I made the point before, like I can parallel anything between fighting and and photography because that's that's my kind of bread and butter. But the reality is, it's it's fighting and anything can be yeah. can be parallel. Yeah. That's it. Just there is something so innate, especially about professional fighting and the highs and lows of it that. It's just so easy to understand other things when you look at it regarding fighting, whether it's yeah. like the guy who's doing like a white collar event and he's been training for two weeks, you know, and he's yeah. like, I'm just yeah, 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 yeah. or the guy's fighting for like, there is something about their story that you can apply to yourself in whatever yeah. you do. And I, I, I love that. So I love it just, and, they, it. and they all, it's, it's all this, you know, the, the story is similar, but different, but like I said, even just getting the ring of sparring for the first time, getting to be to the point where you're ready to do something that you're not too sure of and then get through mm -hmm. it and be like, wow. You know, whether it be that small level, that lady that was going to get in the ring and spar to a guy that's fighting for a world title, they're all similar. They're all that little overcoming something you're not too sure of. Like the plane door is open. Should I jump? Oh, I jumped. I lived. Let's do it again. Let's go higher. Let's do five. Let's do six. Let's go without the parachute. Let's, you know, like, like, <laughs> But you, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah, want yeah, yeah. more than, you know, like you, or either you're satisfied. I think some people might be, I don't know what that's like, or you just keep trying to <laughs> fulfill and, and, and quench that thirst. That's never going to be, mm -hmm. you know, satisfied. You just keep going and going. But I guess, you know, to, to, to that point, you know, it's like, there are other highs that are yes. similar, if not greater than just what you think the high is. Like if you're the professional yeah. fighter, so, oh, I've won a fight. Oh, I've won a belt. Oh, I've won you know, the biggest promotion, etc. You think, oh, it's got to be another fight that's going to be bigger. It's like, no, it doesn't no. at all. There's no. other ways no. to get that satisfaction of life. And the more stuff you try, the more you're going to find it. Again, yep. don't rely on one source for all of your energy, you know, or your fulfillment. No. No, enjoy this. <laughs> enjoy this ride, man. Enjoy the journey. So it's worth saying that I saw your post on Instagram before the reshare becoming the most famous braids in, in MMA. Uh, you're just you're becoming you're more on people's screens these days, uh, which is exciting. Way, to see. Yeah. But what yeah. 
what is the best place for anyone who's listening who wants to know more about like kind of the work you do, the fighters you're training and the stuff you do? What's the best way for them to to find out more? I mean, I don't know, maybe Instagram probably. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the only thing I really post on these days. That's fine. Um, or come find got? me riding my, bu- riding my bike through Florida. <laughs> so you got Instagram, you got your YouTube channel as well, though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't do too much with the YouTube channel. I would like to do more with it. It's just just my name, Jason Stroud, on YouTube, and then it's Coach Stroud uh, on Instagram. But, you know, I got to spend some more time on that YouTube page. But mainly it's just it's just the Instagram I post stuff on. It's cool, man. Like, every now and again, I see you post the fight, and I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, you know? Like, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Let's have a go. Yeah. So, and, it, and, it, and if you like boxing, I think at my uh, I got old uh, boxing fights I post on uh, – I think it's coach strout's classic boxing classic. on youtube yeah yeah and there's i'm always i haven't done much recently but i got like hours and hours of fight footage on there from fights from the 70s 80s and 90s so <laughs> if you like old boxing footage there's there's probably something you'll like in there well yeah and it's to your point you know it was it was made initially to be shared you picked it up yes. and now you've got it to be shared on yeah. to the next generation <laughs> i mean I, I got fights on there people like hey that's my dad's i haven't seen my dad or my uncle fight or that was my fight. I, I lost a, a copy of it. Like, thanks for posting it. Like, oh, man, dude, just just seeing that shit makes it all worth it. You know, like, yeah, oh, that's man. great. Like, someone got to see the part of the history that they that they were a part of and get to share it and made someone smile. You know. <laughs> well, it just it really sounds like you've just kind of hit this this part of your life where you're just kind of enjoying the ride and just getting so much more out of just you know people yeah. being nice to people is a yeah. nice feeling you know yeah yeah but when you're around people hitting each other all the time like it's <laughs> nice to, that's nice to, you don't need you don't have that like anger or, or hostility it's like man every day i get to hit someone and yeah. you know get to go home and like decompress and like everything else is great you know like shit ain't that bad <laughs> yeah absolutely go to that espresso spot have a chat with some random that's right and just that's right enjoy it's the it. best just enjoy <laughs> life man <laughs> sick well again thank you so much for taking the time it's been absolutely excellent and i'm sure if you'll do it we'll do it again in the future at some point sounds great all right (laughs) happy days mate Uh... i'm glad you exist is made independently by me john leo you can stalk me on instagram where i often post photos of dogs at john leo which is j-o-h-n-l-i-o-t And find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash I'm glad podcast, where I rarely post anything at all, but you can get in contact there. Shout out to my mate Sizzlebird for providing the music for today's episode. Go check out the description for where you can find him and support his excellent chill step violin tunes. And now all that remains to be said, if you've made it this far to hear my voice, well, I'm glad you exist. (laughs) 